Welcome to Sex Spoken Here with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex coach and relationship psychologist and created this show to help you solve any sexual problems, learn about all things sexy, sensual, and intimate, and create your ideal lasting relationship. In my virtual therapy room, I answer questions, interview experts, and provide tips that you can use straight away. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create a problem-free, exciting sex life. Make sure you join us to be up to date on all events and to easily access coaching at www.the-intimacy-coach.com. Welcome to my virtual therapy room. I am Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is Sex Spoken Here. Remember that this podcast deals with adult themes, so if you don't have privacy, you might wish to put on your headphones. Today, I'm continuing my series on sex toys. So far in this series, I looked at vibrators and vibrating toys, dildos and butt plugs, and talked with Crystal Bugan of Curvy Girl and Bliss about toys that are good for curvy girls. If you haven't had the opportunity to listen to the first three episodes in the series, I encourage you to do so. Today, I'm talking about pervertibles and other interesting toys. A pervertible is an ordinary item that can be turned to sexual or perverted purposes. Later in the show, I'll talk about electrostimulation toys. So the first question I usually get about pervertibles is, why bother? There are a few reasons. First, if you are not sure you'll enjoy certain types of sensation or activities, you probably don't want to invest the money in the toys or the items. For example, you want to try a toy that will produce a thud type sensation and see if you enjoy that type of pain mixed with pleasure. You could go out and buy different paddles, or you could go into the kitchen and get a wooden spoon or use the back of a heavy hairbrush. The second reason is that you don't have a lot of money to spend. So this is the most common reason that someone decides to explore pervertibles and creating their own toys. The third is the associations we form with items that we see every day can add some excitement and an ongoing turn on. For example, if you have children or live with parents or roommates, you won't keep that gorgeous flogger out and so you won't have the thrill of seeing it regularly and being reminded of what it can feel like. But if your lover uses a belt instead, every time you see that belt, every time they wear the belt, you will get an intense thrill. It can be like being hotwired. You're doing something ordinary and you see the belt and suddenly you're rock hard or soaked or both. It can also give you an additional way of building anticipation between you, like your partner draws attention to the belt while you're out with friends or on a date. Pervertibles for sensory play and sensory deprivation play. Sensory deprivation can increase the sensation for the senses that are still available. It also adds the extra thrill of surprise. The mildest form of sensory deprivation, in my opinion, and the most common, is blindfolding. 
Blindfolds are fantastic fun and can be used for sensory play as well as sensory deprivation through to really intense uh, BDSM scenes. Blindfolds can be made from ties, towels, shirts, belt, strips of fabric. One of the most arousing scenes I ever took part in, my lover tore off my t-shirt, tore it into strips, using one to blindfold me and the others to tie my hands to the bedposts. Your underwear can be used as a gag, though if you're not used to gags, that can actually be quite an intense first gag. Sensory play involves using all of our senses and different types of sensation to increase excitement. Sometimes sight is removed as many of us rely on sight as a primary sense. Alternate textures can be used to stimulate and inflame. There are tons of pervertibles in the home that are ideal for this type of play. You can use sandpaper, the edge of tweezers, knives, a feather, a fan, the tines of a fork, leather gloves, silk gloves, fur and other fabric, a safety pin, rubber bands. Using smell is also enlightening. In this case, I recommend pleasant smells and smells that whet the appetite, like vanilla, cinnamon, chocolate, musk, civet, labdanum, leather, tuberose, amber, or gardenia. Taste is also a lot of fun to play with. I recommend using fresh fruit, chocolate, olives, lemon or lime, fresh ginger, and for the truly adventurous, various chili peppers. Remember that when you're playing with taste, you can play not only with the actual taste, but the texture of the food. Ginger can be used for figging, which is when it's peeled and inserted either in the vagina or the anus. It'll then cause an intense burning sensation, which is the point. Um, if you leave it in for too long, it loses its power, but also can cause some problems. So it shouldn't really be left in for too long. Some people also use chili for this, but I don't recommend it because it's really, the oil is really too hard to remove. Um, and so that intense burning may go on for far longer than you're comfortable with. Please do make sure you're allergic to, not allergic to anything you're going to put on or in your body really important. And also make sure you know the um, symptoms of an allergic reaction because you may not know you're allergic to something until you start having a reaction. You come out in hives and you're having trouble breathing, it's time to call 911. What about pervertibles for dildos? Well, there are loads of things that you can use that are insertable pervertibles. Please use common sense before putting something up your coochie or your ass. Um, you know, some people use aerosol cans and things. That's a little bit dicey. Make sure that whatever you're putting up there isn't going to cause damage. So it needs to be clean. Um, use condoms, lots of lube, and nothing too sharp. Even if you like pain, shredding your insides is never advised. Okay, warning's finished for that bit.
Lots of people do things like use carrots and various kinds of squash like zucchini um, or courgettes as they're called in England. Um, and candles, broom handles, mop handles. But again, you need to be really careful and you need to be careful how much you put in. Like if you're using a broom handle and it's made of wood, make sure it's smooth. Splinters in the Gucci, no fun. If you want to try some forms of BDSM and kink, there are a lot of pervertibles you can find at home or a quick trip to B&Q or Home Depot will give you some inexpensive toys. For restraints, ribbon can be used. Um, I don't recommend paper ribbon because it can feel very cutting. Um, so you need to make sure to pay attention to how you feel and how the person who has tied you with it is um, checking you and checking in with you about how you feel. Um, uh, but um, cloth ribbon, fabric ribbon can be useful. Anytime you use restraints, you need to take care not to cut off circulation by tying too tight. You can use various sizes of chain for restraints. And if you want to lock them on, you can use the little locks that you can buy at Home Depot um, and uh, B&Q. You can use regular rope as opposed to using silk rope or hemp rope um, or rope that's specific for bondage. Um, but some of the more uh, regular ropes tend to be coarser and chafe. Um, if you're worried about chafing, you can use rope over some fabric like a tie in order to avoid chafing. You can also use ties, strips of fabric from clothing uh, or towels to use as restraints as well. Nipple stimulation can be sensual or intense. If you want to experience some of the intense, clothespins are great pervertibles. They may seem easy at first, but the real hurt comes when they're taken off and all the blood rushes back into the nipples. Chopsticks can be used to tap on the nipples or to grab the nipples. For impact toys, you have incredible choices all throughout the house. In the office, rulers make great impact toys. They can also be easily integrated into a role play scene. My first piano teacher used to hit my hand with a ruler when I didn't play correctly. Um, I know a lot of people who were spanked with a ruler in school when they misbehaved. So school role plays can really be good and include things like spanking with a ruler. Spoons are great impact toys. You can use a wooden, plastic, or metal scooped spoon, and they will each give you a different sensation. They also, if you want to use something that has holes, that will change the sensation again. Beware, things that have holes in them tend to be sharper than things that do not. You can use spatulas as well. Or maybe try a long-handled shoehorn. The wooden ones are best for an over-the-knee spanking. The back of a brush or a shoe are things that many people in their 40s and older experienced when they were children and were naughty, and they make great spanking tools. If you want a more challenging sensation, a beating with the business end of a hairbrush is pretty challenging. Or some people still go out in the garden and cut a switch from a tree. Again, you want to be careful about things like splinters, 
Um, switches from trees are really cutting. If you haven't experienced one, I can tell you they can be really intense and really cutting. So that's one that you want to be well prepared for. Rubber bands are very challenging. How do you use them, you ask? Just like when you were kids. You snap them on someone. The worst places to have them snapped on you are predictably the most sensitive places. Rubber bands look really innocuous, but they are not. Remember that using different fabrics and textures all over the body can also be really arousing. Alternating textures raises excitement. For example, you can use something furry over the breasts and follow that with a light scratching with fingernails and the, um, the difference and the alternation will raise your temperature. Moving on to temperature, playing with temperature is a lot of fun with pervertibles. Um, paraffin candles are perfect for wax play. If you've never done this before, do get some instruction either in person or online so no one gets burned. Um, wax play is a lot of fun. The sensation of the hot wax and then the wax as it cools is something that can be really arousing. Ice cubes are fantastic for raising your temperature. They can be rubbed lightly over the body or held tightly to juicy parts. Popsicles are fantastic for vertebrals. Um, you can insert them. They get really, really messy. So unless you're planting want to enjoy the mess and are planning on cleaning it up, you might want to put it in a condom. Okay, let's move on to electrostimulation. Electrostimulation or electrosex involves the applying of electrical stimulation to the nerves for sexual pleasure. And these toys are finally more getting more affordable. If you use a pacemaker, this is not a good set of toys to play with. If you have a heart condition, the same is true. I would not recommend electrosex. It's not advisable to place electrodes so current passes through the chest cavity. Um, there have been problems even at low current and low voltage because there can be a risk of cardiac problems and cardiac arrest. Having said this, if you're using a violet wand, usually these warnings don't apply. Look, if you're going to start trying to use these sorts of toys. It really is best to get some instructions so you know all the risks and hazard and the best techniques. Okay, warning's over. The use of electricity for entertainment dates back to the 1740s. In the 1830s, insertable electrodes were first dissolved. In 1920, some electrostimulation devices were used as a cure for impotence um, the AMA finally evaluated those uh, devices and said they were really very much um, more about aided masturbation. Violet rays were developed for various medical treatments in the 1920s and 30s, and they were used for everything. Uh, when they were uh, debunked as medical cures, they moved into the beauty community and some showed treatments that were originally derived from the violet ray um, use still exist today. In the 1950s, an EMS machine was that was designed for relaxation was repurposed and used for sexual stimulation. And that was a really an advanced pervertible. 
Edgar Cayce found medical uses for the violet ray devices in the 60s and 70s, and so they found popularity again then. The original repurposed units are TENS and EMS units. Erotic units began to be devised in the 1980s. Battery-powered units are preferred as they reduce the likelihood of injury. Violet wands are modified Tesla coil type transformers. They're usually engineered specifically for sexual play these days. The electrode attachments are made of glass or some plastic. The better ones are made of glass. And they glow when the electricity passes through them because the gas is in them. The most common color is purple, hence the name violet and violet wand. But there are lots of different colors you can find. There is a phallic shape electrode made for insertion, and this tends to have a fine spray output. Um, so it gives you sort of a warming tingling versus the long slim tube, which concentrates into larger sparks. So that feels sharper. Some electrodes feel tickly, others like gentle tingling, others a bit more spicy, and some are very intense. There are a wide variety of techniques you can use with these devices. Some allow you to electrify yourself and use your fingertips to be the contact point. So you can stroke your partner with a finger that gives them little sparks as you stroke, or you can kiss them and have a really electrified kiss. There are floggers and canes that can be electrified through your hands so you can add extra spice to the flogging or the canes. Violet wands are lower amperage than other electrostimulation toys and therefore they're the safest and can be used above the waist without fear. There are so many different sensations that can be produced by making them, by these, making them a great toy to use long-term. And if you want more information about Violet Wands, you can find it from the International Violet Wand Guild, which is violetwands.org. Um, some of the other electrostimulation toys have um, patches like you would uh, see if you were having an ultrasound, those sorts of contacts, and, um, and gel makes them, specific electrostim gel makes them, um, makes a better contact and a better experience. Um, there are a wide variety of small kits that you can get now that have a lot of different settings, allowing you to try a bunch of different sensations um, for very reasonable prices. Are there pervertibles you have used that you found really sexy? Or are there things I haven't mentioned that you find smoking hot? Tweet me at Dr. Bisbee or post a picture on Instagram where I'm also Dr. Bisbee. That's D-R-B-I-S-B-E-Y. Tell me about your violet wand or other electromagnetic play. You can drop me an email at drbisbee at the-intimacy-coach.com. If you want some more details on using the pervertibles in this podcast, you can get the workbook to accompany the series by emailing me. Thanks for joining me for Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Write to me with suggestions for the show, questions you want answered at drbisbee at the-intimacy-coach.com. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Feel free to tweet a question. 
check out my YouTube channel, channel, which is Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, for a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Go to www.the-intimacy-coach.com and click on the button that says Schedule Now. I look forward to seeing you next week, and thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher. And make sure you head over to www.the-intimacy-coach.com to subscribe for free newsletter updates to help you create and sustain an exciting trouble-free sexual life. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes on all topics, sexy, sensual, and intimate. Thanks for listening.